0: Ahaba and blessings. Welcome. Welcome to this episode of Hold the Shehina. Happy New Year. This is officially the first episode of the New Year. Welcome in. This podcast is here to support us in this ascension journey, this process of elevation and spiritual awakening, healing all the things that we need in order to embody, integrate, activate, heal, and truly share the light of our soul, our infinite essence, to understand our oneness. I am your host. My name is Aria. I am a Reiki master, energy, sound healer, and an ordained Magdalene Priestess, and I am your guide on this journey. Welcome once again. This episode is all about creation. Creation has been a topic that's on my mind. Well, it's kind of like an overarching theme in my life. Um, my, my sun is at zero degrees and zero is basically the void. It's all infinity, infinite creation. So it's always been a theme in my life creation, death, rebirth, birth, nurturing, nourishing, all of these themes that have to do with cancer energies, have to do with creation, have been major themes in my life. And I have been working with a beautiful teacher, Ana Otero. I can share her link below. If you guys follow me on Instagram, I tag her um, a few times and I share some of her stuff. She's amazing. Um, She is A wonderful teacher and um, just such an inspiration. And she's been guiding us through the activations of the 12 holy days of Christmas that culminate in the Epiphany. Because to the ancients, this portal of time from the birth of the rebirth of the sun, what is now Yeshua's birthday, to the Epiphany, that was a gateway for creation. That was a gateway that condensed the cycles of the year. So every day we're going through an activation that has to do with the 12 tribes of Israel, that have to do with the Aramaic letters. And in this spirituality, I guess, yeah, the the most accurate way of terming the spirituality that we follow is its creation spirituality. And um, this is something that Anna has shared. It makes the most sense because if we, were created in the image of the divine god goddess alaha then we are the divine we are this part of this infinite oneness and this infinite oneness is constantly creating it is constantly birthing and rebirthing and going through this eternal cycle and that is really what our life is our life if we look back is a cycle of endings, of beginnings, of stops and starts, of deaths, of births, of rebirths, of reconfigurations and transformations. It's really a spiral. It's a it's a spiral that goes deeper and deeper into our oneness, especially the more that we're peeling back the layers, the more that we are shedding what isn't us, the karmas, the traumas, limiting beliefs, the the stuff that we have taken on that we think is us, but it's really not. Because when you come down to it, you are infinite oneness. You are cosmic, energetic light being in this human experience and you are having multiple experiences throughout timelines, galaxies, perhaps even dimensions. You are this infinite oneness. And I actually had a little dream. So when I dream, I astral travel. And that, for those who don't know, when you astral travel, you're basically, um, you can be in the fourth dimension, you can rise higher. It's really a matter of how you attune your body and how how used you are to employing the energy and how whether you're able to lucid dream, whether you're able to be conscious while you're dreaming. So I had this dream and I knew I was in my astral body. And I was, I was walking around and my movements felt very different than they do in the physical realm. They kind of felt like I was fast, but I was slow. It was really kind of weird. But when you're used to kind of being energy, you can be at any point in time, any t- in a split second. So I was in this dream. I was conscious that I was dreaming and I was like, okay, I'm astral traveling. Where do I want to be? And then, and then I noticed how I was in this house and I was like, well, I can't put my hand through this wall. If I were energy, I could. And actually it wasn't a wall, it was a window. I was like, this window wouldn't be able to stop me. And then it occurred to me, the window stops you because you view it as a window. You don't view it as energy. And the moment I thought that, my hand went through (laughs) the window and and it was open and it was nothing but air. And I was like, okay, so the limitations, it was pretty much for me because what I had been asking was, I want to see how energy works. So energy simply responds to where your consciousness dictates it goes it's the same thing with creation we have been conditioned from a young age that we are powerless we have given our power away we are not good enough we're not worthy we we were born into this set of parameters so therefore this is only this is all that you can be and and it's it's drummed down again and again if you don't look like this if you don't have come from this family if you don't come from this if you weren't born in this place you can only do xyz it's it's dumb it's it's a drumming it's an incessant low vibration low frequency beat that we've all been beat down with and those of us who were the brave and intrepid black well, I'm not going to call us black sheeps. I'm going to call us the rainbow sheeps of our family, um, the, the holders and the keepers of the light and the wisdom. We chose to, to basically see that for the illusion that it was, that it is. And we chose to create a different path for ourselves. And oftentimes, that path, has been windy and it's brought us back to the beginning and then back a few steps forward and then all the way, way back before where we started and it's been this never ending circle and sometimes on this journey we can feel that, well, I'm not doing this good enough. I'm not, I'm not progressing fast enough. My career, my life, my, my love life, my, my finances, whatever. Um, my family. It's not where I want it to be. It's not where it should be by this point in time in my life. All of that is bullshit. I invite you to just envision it, put it in a trash bag, like one of those big black trash bags and envision it being tossed as far away from you as possible. And then envision it blowing up into smoke because that's really what all these limiting beliefs and what these thought patterns are. We are, we are actively co-creating our reality. Now, it's not just us, because everyone is doing this. Everyone on a collective level is co-creating the reality that we see in front of us. And at the same time, we ourselves are the architects of our own destiny, of our own design, of what we're living We have the ability to transcend, to transmute, to alchemize, to transform whatever is in front of us with our awareness, with our coming back to the heart, coming back to your center, coming back to your alignment with the divine. In that journey of you coming into oneness with your own infinite nature, this is the process of creation. We are constantly, manifesting something or another and the reason uh, this is something i believe dolores cannon shared the reason so this earth game and i think the pleiadians have also mentioned something similar to this so my feeling into this and what i've studied and listened to that really resonated with me is that this is this existence is a game of sorts. It is a school. It is um, it is a training ground. It is the the means for souls to have the experience of duality, to be able to come into existence, physical form, which many souls, particularly a lot of the newer souls that are being born, don't really, they don't know what it's like to be physical. This is actually why um, one of the reasons um, that miscarriages happen because some souls take time to adjust to being in a physical form. Now there are other contributing factors. There's nutrition, there's health, there's um, underlying issues, there's a bunch of other reasons why miscarriages happen. However, it's a soul contract. So you have a soul contract with your mother, with your family. You're, the children that you have or will have have a soul contract with you to be incarnated at the point in time that they choose to be born. It's really a very powerful connection that husband, wife, child, mother have. It's really a beautiful choice. And many of us are like, well, why would I have chosen to be born into such a dysfunctional family? Why would I have chosen to, you know, undergo traumas? Well, because that's, I mean, well, your perception at this point is a judgment based on your human experience. If you were to look at it from the cosmic perspective, from the perspective of your infinite oneness and your wholeness, the fact that nothing can take anything away from you, you are sovereign, you are whole, you are complete, you are infinite, you are love, you are light. From that perspective of, of your true essence, which that is what that is, you incarnated to know what it would be like to experience that. Now, for most of us being inhuman, thinking about it from a human perspective why on earth would anyone do that but we don't know why the soul chose what it is at some point in time you may know there are many things in my life that i wonder i'm like well how much further along would i be on my spiritual journey if i hadn't been born into a family that was dysfunctional with alcoholism with emotional abuse with um verbal abuse, with just such a dynamic of fear, just fear, unworthiness, just this feeling of just not being safe, just underlying everything. How much further would I be if I had not gone through that? And then (laughs) every time like my human egoic mind goes to that place, I think, Oh, well, if I didn't have all of that, I wouldn't know what it is to be infinite, to know that none of that defines, those are just experiences, those are just lessons, those are just part of what I chose in the configuration of this life in order to be able to be where I am in this point. And then to be able to have gratitude for those experiences, that's the next level. Because so many of us beat ourselves up for, oh my God, I was in that toxic relationship for God knows how long, I'm so pissed at, you know, or that job or this or that, you know, we, we tend to look at things as being separate from us as, oh, you know, that's, that's outside of me, but. Everything that is outside of you is a part of you. It's a reflection of some aspect of you. What is it showing you? What is this situation, this experience sharing with me about me and about my relationship with it and my light and how much more of my infinite self can I share through this, through what I have in front of me? How can I transcend? How can I transform? How can I reconfigure this into something filled with light? How can I bring in more light into my heart, into my soul, bring in more compassion, bring in more peace? Because all of these, all of that we, all that we have been taught, all of these separation, all of it is an illusion. And all of it is in place to keep us from knowing and accessing our infinite nature to keep us from embodying and radiating our infinite selves to keep us in this state of forgetfulness of not knowing who we are and why we are here every being every life is infinitely sacred and worthy and just, and this is just as you are now, this is not to say that you don't make mistake. This is not to say that you are perfect at some point in time, illuminated, and then nothing can touch you. And there are no problems. And no, part of being in this human form is we will have experiences, period. They may be good, or they may be bad, but the good or the bad That is a judgment that we ourselves are placing on that from our limited human experiences. Our infinite selves doesn't judge that circumstance in front of us. So it's always about coming back to being in the heart space, in that infinite self. So one of the other things that I heard, since we're in the beginning of the year, the way that I've begun... Discerning whether something is valuable to me and my growth or not is I listen to the voice, I quiet myself, and I listen to the sound. I listen to whether I hear anger, whether I hear resentment, whether I hear judgment, whether I hear fear whether I feel doubt, I listen, and from that perspective, I choose whether I give something my attention. And I invite everyone, especially as we're beginning this new year, and yes, I know this is not the beginning of the new year in terms of the the birth and rebirth of, of the cycles, but at the same time, it is. There are many new beginnings. The Celtics and the Druids, my friend Carmel will appreciate this, they begin their Holy New Year, I believe, is on Samhain. So that's technically not the 31st. I think it might be the 2nd or the 3rd of November now. Um, I can't remember exactly, but it's its in that area. So the big, very, very beginning of November, that's their New Year. At the point in time when it is the darkest now we celebrate the new year in the group according to the Gregorian calendar in January January 1st and we have the 12 days of Christmas from Christmas the 25th of December to the epiphany on the 6th so there are there are activations and I've been seeing this one post it's come up a few times so I I do want to address this saying about how the new year is not the real new year and don't celebrate it and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, at first I was just like, all I felt was this like fear and this like anger. And I was like, okay, let me tune into this. And I was thinking about it and I was reflecting because this is like, when whenever I hear something that is like, seems to come back, I always reflect on it. And I come to my heart and I I actually tune in to see what is this showing me. So this is what I have to say about that. We are not actually what we do at this point in time in the year. So the winter, I will say this. According to your body, the winter is the most horrible time for you to begin a new diet regimen Uh, exercise routine, to be trying to lose weight, horrible. Why? This is my nutritional health coaching background coming into play here. Okay. Why? Because in the winter, in the Northern Hemisphere, it is cold. When it is cold, your body wants to hold on to weight. Why does your body want to hold on to weight? Your body wants to hold on to weight because physiologically and biologically, your body is in famine mode. This is the point in time when there is no food. If there was a big kill and the hunters got a lot of game and there's berries and nuts and then you'll be okay, but possibly not. So ancestrally your body is not wired to be losing weight at this point in time in the year. It's just not because there is no, there is that lack, there's that coldness. You also should not be doing raw diets. You should not be doing a lot of veggies or a lot of raw vegetables at this point in time. Why? Because the body is craving comfort. The body is craving nurturing. The body is craving stews and hearty foods and fats and richness. Why? Because the body wants to put on weight. It's just like when a woman is pregnant. When a woman is pregnant, the woman wants to eat. Why does she want to eat? Because she's birthing a child same thing. Your body is preparing itself in the winter to survive the winter. Actually, it starts in the fall. But the winter, the dead of winter, your body is not trying to lose anything because your body needs that weight. This is what your body ancestrally is known. This is the wisdom of the body. So that's about that. The health goals, yes, you should be more mindful and you should begin the seeds to start retraining your thoughts and your patterns around food and around what really nourishes your body and what doesn't, you absolutely should do that this time. But to try to lose weight, to try to begin a new exercise routine, not the time. Now, in terms of your creations and you, your intention setting, yes, this is the time to do it. Any time is the time to do it. The winter is the time to do it simply because you have the coldness and the darkness of the winter gives us focus. It gives us stillness. It gives us that void. It gives us access to that void, that infinite cosmic room. And in that darkness, in that stillness, we can... We can start truly seeing what needs to be shed, what needs to be let go of, what needs to be cleared, what seeds need to be planted, and how can we best nurture and nourish these seeds. These seeds are not, they're not going to sprout overnight And I think this is kind of what some people miss with their this is not the time to be setting intentions. This is not the real new year. They miss that at any point in time, you really have the ability to chart a new course, to seed new intentions. And this is a powerful time for you to be seeding, for you to be preparing the way For your manifestations to truly anchor in the fertileness of this watery womb energy. Because we are in the watery cycle of the year. And it is the water that nourishes creation. You know, we've been taught that it's the earth. But the earth is manifested after. The earth is is when everything is a done deal. So when it comes to manifestation, working with the water element really is is very powerful. The fire, the air, powerful as well, but the water is what nurtures and nourishes. And let's just think about that nurturing, nourishment. What comes to mind when you hear these words when you say them. And yes, maybe some of us didn't receive a lot of nurturing or or nourishment as a child. But what comes to mind? Because there is a visceral feeling that you feel when you hear nurture, when you hear nourish. It's almost as if you're being enveloped in this warm cocoon of energy in in this kind of warm fuzzy or at least that's how i feel it i feel it like a warm blanket that is just keeping me safe and secure and warm and just it's basically letting me breathe it's that it's that nourishment that is able to let you just be just breathe just receive and what are you receiving at this time of year what are the seeds that you are planting receiving this time of year they're receiving your love they're receiving your nurturing they're receiving your energy your conscious effort to bring these seeds into fruition That is what is your nourishment and your nurturing of these seeds. So it is a very beautiful time to connect with the water element, to connect with your essence of creation. And the other thing is we all have our own cycles. You may be personally in a cycle that is booming and all you're doing is you're going and you're doing you may be at a cycle where you're kind of still in stillness. You may be in a cycle where you're unearthing all kinds of stuff and you're just digging and you're clearing the way. Wherever you are in the cycle that is life, that is exactly where you need to be. And that is exactly the perfect place for you to plant seeds because we are always planting seeds we are always creating this is our essence this is our nature this is the gift that we are as creation creating we are this infinite selves that is always birthing rebirthing dying only to be reborn from our own ashes like the phoenix it's It can be annoying, I'll admit that, because you kind of want to arrive someplace and you want to be like, okay, I'm good. I can sit for a bit. I don't have to do anything else. But, and sometimes you do get that. Sometimes you do get that harmony and that stillness. And that's a good thing. Enjoy those moments, but don't let those moments get you to complacent as to, okay, well, this is the way it's supposed to be. There is no way that it's supposed to be. Exactly where you are, how things are, is how it's supposed to be. And wherever it is, however it is, whatever expression it's taking, you can always transform it. You can always transmute it. You can always alchemize it. You can always create something different from that. Um, this is the other thing that I will say. If, like me, you've had situations that were traumatic and feelings of being unsafe, maybe you just got out of a relationship where you, you basically were in a toxic, emotionally, mentally, verbally abusive, whatever, Doesn't the specifics don't matter. What I will say is this, it will take time for your body to reset. Because if you are used to high stress, dramatic situations that kind of get your adrenaline going, this is how you have been wired to think that this is how I'm worthy. This is how, what love is. This is It's just a wiring. So the wiring, the emotional wiring in our brain has been crossed in those circumstances. So it takes a while and gentleness to reset yourself and to allow your body to feel safe when you actually are safe. I've noticed that um, in certain relationships, people that are used to combative explosive family dynamics they seek out relationships that mirror that because that is that is what feels safe to them even though what would feel safe under i'm not going to say normal what would feel safe under a circumstance where the child had been nourished and nurtured and accepted and loved like truly like shown unconditional love that person would feel very unsafe in a highly volatile situation. They would feel safe where everything is status quo, where the person says what they mean, where they do what they say. That would feel safe to them. So for me personally, it took me a while to be able to value and feel safe when I was seeing exactly what my man was doing what he said he would do he did what he meant what he said there was never any any um i'm I'm gonna rattle your cages just just because i can so for me it took me a while to be like oh what's this it took me a while to settle into oh this is what feeling safe is this is what not worrying about the other shoe dropping is like. And I had to get myself accustomed to not feeling on edge, to not living in fear and in doubt and in anxiety and in stress. And to this day, when I get in a stressful situation, like it's natural for me to go back to that antsy um childlike state and I really have to work to calm myself to be like no 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 you are safe you are protected in this moment nothing is wrong so it's it's a constant it's constant nurturing I'm not going to call it work because it's nurturing it's nurturing and nourishing yourself and it's really putting the value back in your heart space, in knowing that you are worthy of feeling safe, you are worthy of feeling loved, you are worthy of being respected and valued and cherished. You are worthy of being spoken to like a human being with respect, with love, with kindness. You are worthy of that and reminding yourself of that. And that's that's the task for us. It's to constantly nourish and reassure ourselves. To parent ourselves the way we would have parented. And it's not, again, um, this isn't a judgment of people's parents. Don't misunderstand. Everyone, parents and Everyone has the experience that they have based on the level of consciousness, based on how they themselves were raised. So I invite you to have compassion for your parents, for your significant other. This doesn't mean that you condone shit, by the way. Um, This just means you can have compassion for them and then you can distance yourself because you don't, you don't have to perpetuate the cycle of those abusive, traumatic experiences. That's not necessary for your growth. What is necessary would be a willingness for you to, re, to rewire where it is, how it is that you feel safe, that you feel protected, that you feel loved, that you feel nourished. And to be willing to look at those parts of yourself where where you perhaps saw it as a weakness or saw it as somehow it made you unworthy or unlovable and love those aspects of yourself even more. And this is, this all has to do with how we consciously create our experience because everything that we are doing every thought every word every action is pulsing out a vibration into the cosmos and that vibration will be met with a similar vibration and that vibration will come back to you so what are we intentionally creating how are we nurturing and nourishing how are we going about our day um, my teacher, Anna, um, she say yesterday's, I don't know if it was yesterday's or the day before might've been yesterday or it might've been today. Sorry. Sometimes all of these days kind of blur, but in one of these, um, 12 Holy days of Christmas journey, she was mentioning about our actions and about when we do something, are we doing it just to do it and get it out of the way? are we doing it consciously and she made a very excellent point if you if this is part of your creation so basically you are your intention is to birth a book or to birth a creation if you are pouring all of your heart and all of your love and all of your energy into that creation then it follows that we would be conscious when we take the time to sit down and write we would or create It follows that we would, you know, treat it as a sacred and holy endeavor that we're doing, not just, oh, let me just get it over and done with. Does that make sense? I I hope that makes sense. So that really got me thinking about my actions and about the moments. And we're always going to have these moments. We're always going to have moments when we're like, oh, crap, I got to get this done because, you know, I have this deadline. And it's always going to happen. But in those moments where we're feeling that rush to, oh, I have to complete this because blah, blah, blah. Coming back to your intention. Yes, I have this deadline and I'm going to complete this consciously. I'm going to complete this understanding the why I'm doing this and allowing that why to inform the how and the actual doing of whatever it is that you're doing. Because you will find that the more that you place your conscious effort and attention, intention as well, into what you're doing, the more beauty and the more grace will flow from you. You will find inspiration and you will find creativity in places you didn't think you could find them. So for me, it was um, my, my I guess... I'm going to lightly call it my muggle job. Um, I was getting really annoyed that,, oh, why can't people, you know, do this properly? You know why Why is this so difficult to do in a concise, clear, focused way? It's not difficult. And that's me judging <laughs> if you didn't catch that. And I was like, "Oh. And so I caught myself, I'm like, oh, I'm judging the situation. I'm judging this because it's not up to the standard that I would have done it at. And I was like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dial that down. Because I don't, I don't want to be the kind of person that because I'm constantly talking about being conscious and aware, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, this isn't me. Like this moment, I'm frustrated because I have to deal with this. Okay, I'll give myself the grace that I'm frustrated. However, because I'm frustrated, I'm, I, and I'm, my initial response is to be like this, but I'm going to choose to be otherwise. I'm going to choose to acknowledge that this situation, tedious and frustrating as it is, it's not it's it's really not that big a deal and i cannot judge someone else or anything else outside of me by the the parameters that i have set forth for me because it's stupid that that situation that being that whatever is not like they didn't have the experiences i had so it would be unkind and lacking in compassion of me to have that perspective thrown on someone else that doesn't share my experience doesn't share my my way of expressing in the world and from that perspective I was like okay well let's just get this done let's get this done as consciously as possible and let me figure out how to get it done in a way that it all can flow together and that's that's how we take these kind of out there woo woo esoteric um, creation uh, manifestation tips and apply it into our physical day-to-day experience because not everyone as much as I really would love to go off and live in a cave and be a hermit witch um, and just be a mystic in the caves and have just people come to me for healings and as much as I would love that, (laughs) that's not That's not the world that we live in. And I laugh at myself because I really, really would like that. I would like to live in a temple with just my priestesses and just, that was another lifetime. (laughs) That's not this lifetime, Maria. Um, My point is, we are here sharing our experiences and our wisdom so that everyone who is in this process of awakening and ascension can apply these this wisdom these tools these technologies into their existence into their day-to-day life into their day-to-day life so they can improve their improve their experience so they, so they can actually it's not just so much improve improve oh god improve is such a 3d so they can create so they can craft and fine tune their experience in the manner that is best suited to their expression. That's how I'm going to say it. This is why we sh- I share the wisdom and the transmissions and my experiences and how I work with this energy. Because it's about, it's about how we can implement these tools, these technologies, these somewhat esoteric out there um, ideas and teachings and bring them down into our reality. Bring them down into our physical reality in such a way that we can utilize them to craft and fine tune and redirect our lives in and our experience in the way that would make our soul sing. And that. Um, that's what we're here to do. So, if you like this um, and you like what I'm talking about, please do feel free to like, to share, subscribe, drop me a comment. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram. Um, don't please don't be um, intimidated by the thousands of followers I have. Sometimes I think people—it's a double-edged sword. I think people look at people with big social media followings, like they must know what they're talking about. Um, I invite you to kind of throw that out the window. If I, Honestly, like this is why I started my secondary um, Instagram account and the one for the podcast as well. Because I really want, um, I prefer those smaller ones because those are the ones where I can really know that the people that are on those are really interested in, what I'm sharing, and I I'm more into growing that than I am my principal account. So I do want to say that um, I don't I don't agree with this whole um, spiritual influencer situation. Um, it's just to me it's not particularly healthy, and it's not particularly it's not a good way to um, to vet um, someone's ability to truly transmit. Uh, wisdom teachings I think that you really need to use your discernment use your intuition and actually um, I talk about this on an episode um, if you would like to check those out um, it's an episode on what energy healing is and um, how to how to basically um, gauge or come there's one on yeah one is on what energy healing is and the other one is how to know your energy how to bring your energy into um, I can't remember the title. I will drop the links for those in the show notes. Um, Thank you so much. I really appreciate you, and I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this. If you found this helpful, please do share with me your thoughts, and if you have any questions, I welcome your questions. And as always, do tune in to the sound activation that is coming up and is the companion episode. Ahava, have a blessed day.